So hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Spoonies with Purpose podcast. And today I am going to be interviewing Angie Ash of Wild Bear Nutrition about purpose. So, Angie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do before we get started? Thank you. Yes. Um, well, I'm, I'm Angie Ash, obviously, as you just said, and I run Wild Bear Nutrition, which um, basically is my clinic where I'm, I'm a functional medicine nutritionist and an expert in ME and CFS. So that's where I work with all my clients. So you're a functional medicine, medicine nutritionist. And yeah. um, can you tell me a little bit about your personal experience with a long-term health condition and, and what led you to being a, a functional medicine nutritionist <laughs> for people with MECFS? Yeah, I will. Yeah. So I was first diagnosed with ME in 2004. Um, I was ill for probably around 18 months, a year and a half back then. Um, and I I'd already got into nutrition a bit anyway, but not, I hadn't done my qualification at that point. Um, and I just completely changed my diet. I was, I was young <laughs> comparatively. So I, I bounced back after 18 months of, yeah, mostly being bed bound. Um, and then I had seven years of remission, which was wonderful, but I hadn't learned many things from my original experience with ME. So I, yeah, continually burnt myself out. And then um, in 2012, I started getting ill again. And then by 2014, I think it was, or early 2015, I was bed bound again. Um, so, and then that would sort of, I sort of fluctuated between bed bound and house bound and just about, just about functional some days for many, many years. And that's when I did my second, because I have been a teacher for 10 years um in food and nutrition so that's when I did my second um nutrition diploma and my functional medicine training and all the rest of that and that's how I got (laughs) it's quite a long a long story yeah Yeah. it is yeah yeah Yeah. we might we'll probably talk a little bit more about that in a minute but what I'd like to ask you first is what what does purpose mean to you um so purpose for me it's the drive that sort of gets me out of bed and wants me you know and gets me wanting to sort of live my life if that makes sense um it's what I feel is really rewarding and what gives me a lot of joy and that joy aspect is really important for me um so yeah and for me it's very much about it's both improving my health but also improving the health of others um and that's what that's what gives me my big I don't know my drive without burning out it's all very much about (laughs) burning out these days (laughs) yeah so for you purpose purpose is a reason to get out of bed it's it's like when you have a sense of purpose that that's a really motivating factor and I love the fact that you picked up on the fact that joy is really important because I I often talk about it in the the opposite way around is that if you're not experiencing joy, you're not serving your purpose. And because purpose is a very joyful thing. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You also mentioned that that your purpose um, feeds back into your well-being as well. 
Yeah, definitely. I think um I think in a way always because it's easy to sort of go off track and get caught up with life and all the rest of it, but in many ways working with my clients and helping them um through their health journey it means I'm always I'm always researching which I love but I'm also oh hang on a minute I know I'm not doing that and I need to sort myself out <laughs> yeah so it's kind of you notice when you're not practicing what you're preaching <laughs> uh, I'm human yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it keeps you on track definitely definitely yeah I I can totally relate to that too <laughs> so how do you think you specifically came about your purpose how did you realize that this was your purpose oh so I guess so I I I'm a former or semi-retired people pleaser and I've very much spent my life trying to help others all the time but at that point at cost to myself so I wouldn't listen I wouldn't listen to my own body cues um you know the whole the whole shebang really that many of us <laughs> have probably yeah. experienced at some point so i think for me um having you know making that change for someone or helping them make that change or um or helping people or giving back to the world was very much um it was really important me important for me to do that but in a way that didn't mean i was people pleasing that meant i could still prioritize my health yeah. um and i guess and because I, I love all the research and I was researching very, a lot for myself, I realised that, yeah, lots of this could help lots of people, I guess. Yeah. Oh, how lovely. And, um, yeah, it's really nice that that the research was something that you love to do. I'm not, I'm not into research personally. <laughs> um, but it's lovely how... Um, you could see that something that you loved could yeah. move beyond um, just how it was benefiting you. And uh, I think I want to give that message to to the listeners um, who aren't necessarily pro- professionals, yeah. but just recognising that there's going to be something that you love, that if you share it, you'll be benefiting others as well so thinking about what is it that you love and how you can share it yeah no that makes that makes total sense and I think that love aspect is such a crucial part of your purpose because if you don't have that love you're not going to then access the joy and then then you don't have the drive (laughs) absolutely and 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 actually I think it's more than just I like to use the word flow rather than drive because to me drive ties into old language yeah, or sense. old values pre-MECFS of striving and pushing and making things happen and being driven and and <laughs> the whole... <laughs> exactly so I kind of I do move away from the language of drive and and think about it in terms of flow and for me purpose is something that flows and but also when you're in that state of flow you're not wasting any energy you're in a very energy efficient state and so I think when 
when you said it's kind of you've got to have the joy in order to have that and I'm going to use the word flow instead of try no you're completely spot on with it's absolutely right you need to have that joy in order for it to be a, a light easy energy that flows through you and isn't um a drain on your resources but is actually something that's sustainable and 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 good for you (laughs) and I personally find it's quite reciprocating so I find that doing something that gives you that purpose and and joy actually then for me anyway it seems to have improved my energy yeah yeah I, I find the same as well um no matter where my energy levels are, when I have a like a, a, a group session, I, I absolutely love my group sessions. When I have a group session, at the end of that group session, my energy is in so much better place than it was at the beginning of the, the session. It's it's amazing how that can happen, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so can you share any tips, any any ways that you balance your sense of purpose and having purpose with living with a long-term health condition and kind of what what helps you listen to your body and, and get the balance right? Um, I think for me, um, it was boundaries. So, and it's, yeah, so I, having been a teacher, um, there's very much you work through the holidays, you work through the weekends, evenings. I was getting up at five to mark, just crazy sort of, you're not expected to have any boundaries around work. It is your life. And I guess a big part of me um, being able to start feeling better and a bit more energy was putting boundaries in not only around work, but just the amount I was giving to everyone but myself. Um and at first it was very much an alien concept. I could not get my head around it because I'd never really had any. <laughs> um, but then it just, the more I practiced, um, and I literally would get, I'd write out sentences of how to communicate a boundary calmly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the more I practiced, the more at ease I felt with it. And the more I, I guess I poured into my sense of self-worth. So yeah, that's been really important for me to be able to, live my purpose but in a way that still benefits my health yeah oh you've brought up so many important points then I I just want to pick them out a little bit if you don't mind so the the first point is how for me is how boundaries protect you that boundaries are about protecting your well-being and but to create boundaries often it's a case of practice about uh, uh, like like you said, you wrote it out so that you you knew how you could deliver them, because if we're not used to expressing boundaries, it can it can be really uncomfortable. Um, and I it it came up in one of my sessions today. The idea of practice and progress, but not perfect, is it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be right. It it can feel uncomfortable, um, but if you keep at it it gets easier and easier and easier. So can I can I ask you, how do you think you developed a sense of worth so that you could express your boundaries? What 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 was involved in that? Oh, that's quite a journey that I went on. <laughs> um, so for me, I'd had significant childhood trauma um, and I'd had 
Um, I'd had adult trauma as well through various forms, like medical trauma, you know, operations and things that had gone a bit awry. And um, and so for me, I think I had to experience the rock bottom of what that people pleasing and lack of boundaries created for me. Um, And yeah, and I was in an abusive marriage. So for me, I came out of that and just thought, this is not, why do I keep experiencing these crazy situations? Obviously my self-esteem was what I had of self-esteem was in tatters. So I then went on a journey over a period of years, um, doing a lot of trauma resolution work, working with a psychotherapist who gives lots of feedback. So it's almost like repairing. And so I guess I drew my self-esteem from getting rid of the baggage. Um, And I actually think putting boundaries in place was a big area of me sourcing my self-esteem, if that makes sense. So uh, what I'm picking up on you saying is that the boundaries actually were part of the learning process. So it wasn't just the self-esteem was there and then you could do the boundaries. It was start practicing the boundaries, even though you hadn't quite got there yet with the self-worth, was part of the learning process of the of the self-worth. Yeah, definitely. That's what I found. It's almost continually giving yourself a message that I am important, my needs matter, you know, too. <laughs> yeah. But... And it's just, and every time you then communicate a boundary, you're reaffirming that message to yourself. Oh, that's a wonderful way of putting it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Angie. It's really, really powerful. (laughs) Thank you. My pleasure. Let's look a little bit more detail about about what you're doing now. And it sounds like it it's been an incredible journey for you to work through everything that you've worked through um, and develop your skills to a place where you are absolutely loving what you're doing (laughs) and all the research that you've done to help yourself is something that you're now sharing. So tell us a little bit about um, how you see functional medicine nutrition tying in with um, MECFS improvement and recovery? So functional medicine is very much on uh, based around finding the root cause. So obviously um, allopathic medicine is very much treat symptom down. You have a pain, take a painkiller. Whereas yeah. functional medicine will be, so what's causing the pain? Um, so I like that level of depth that you go to. So you know, it can require functional testing um, a lot of, you know, I could take a full case history um, and all of those aspects then really helps me drill down to what the triggers were for that person. And they're different for all of us, as you, you know, we all would have picked up. Um, and then so then I use a combination of diet, lifestyle and nutrition changes to support the root cause um, and it varies from I, I do cross refer with um a trauma psychotherapist as well who specializes in chronic health conditions um but i find it's there's usually a number of factors multifactorial yeah. <laughs> so there'll often be some sort of chronic stealth infection whether it's gut based or you know um bacterial viral um and then obviously there's lifestyle factors involved 
people's circadian rhythms are completely knocked out and they're really important for our energy levels. Um, and and then I in pretty much with every client I have, I end up doing a lot of work with their gut to get that in a really good place. Um, part of that fatigue picture is because of the root causes, the gut's damaged. And I find then a lot of people are just reacting here, there and everywhere, what we call systemic reactions to food. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can relate. <laughs> I, I have got to the point now that I can start tolerating more foods than than yeah. I could in the past. But I have had so many food intolerances. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was the same. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's Fabulous. a part of the picture. Yeah. So, tell us how if if somebody is interested in working with you, how can they contact you? What would what What's their next steps? So um, you can drop me an email. Um, uh, so that's, I'll, I think you're going to pop it in the comments. So that's info at wellbearnutrition.com. Um, you can book a complimentary 30 minute chat where we can talk about how I would work. Um, in a, and that's the point I've, I always work with my clients in a 12 week program. So they get all of that support that you don't get in allopathic medicine. <laughs> so yeah. Support, etc. And um, and I also run a Facebook group that I mentioned. So that's called Fatigue to Fantastic. Um, Fabulous. So oh, lovely. So thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for sharing from, um, yeah, at a, a really, really powerful place. Thank you, Angie. It's been lovely to talk to you. Um, and if anybody is interested in, um, who's who's found the podcast but isn't a member of the Spoonies with Purpose group um, as well as Angie's group that you can join to find out about more more about functional nutrition and her work um, there is also a group that I run called Spoonies with Purpose which is all about finding purpose but in a way that takes great care of yourself first so thank you very much Take care, everybody. Yes, bye-bye. Bye-bye.